thank you guys for joining us again on the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. As always, you're listening to me, Kenny Oak. You're going to also hear from my partner, Chris Harris. As always, we are talking once again the road to WrestleMania, but we've got some of the biggest news of the decade happening today with the return of Daniel Bryan. I'm excited. Chris is excited. Everyone's excited. But what happens next? We're also talking the most dominant wrestlers of the last 20 years. And lastly, we bring up a little bit of WrestleMania season, which means the Hall of Fame. We're talking newest inductees and kind of what we see some of the people who've already been announced doing at WrestleMania. Once again, thank you for downloading and enjoy the show. You're laughing already. Uh, That's okay. I am laughing, but you go on. You you said you had something you wanted to say. This literally will be the least anticipated show that we have ever done. I am not excited for this episode because we just decided to do this you one today. Are, only yes. off of the news of your boy. Yes. And I will hate this yes. because yes. you will pull out yes. full Markism yes. for at least half of this show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Idiot. <laughs> So, Bubs, how are you not giddy about this? This is uh, one of the biggest stories uh, in all of wrestling, possibly in the last five to ten years. Like I don't, I don't remember something so big and monumental happening. Maybe other than other than Undertaker streak ending, but that wasn't news. That was just a moment. This is newsworthy. This is mainstream. Newsworthy. This is bigger than Ronda Rousey, I think, coming to the WWE because no one has been more over since Stone Cold Steve Austin than Daniel Bryan. Let me tell you agree why. Or not? No, absolutely not. agree. Hundred percent agree with Thank you. you. Let me tell you why I'm I'm bitter and upset about this right now. I, I told you this earlier. As I'm drinking my watermelon, which is really it's good. A really good flavor, I highly, by the way, watermelon is so good. nice. Okay. I am upset about this because of the way they did not capitalize on the potential storyline and the pop that they could have gotten. When we look back on important moments, fans like you and I, we look back at the biggest crowd reactions a lot of times and the biggest pops that ever happened, right? Where so, are you expecting the pop to come from? From Daniel Bryan himself announcing in the ring in some sort of promo that says, okay. I am now going to wrestle, as an example, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in a triple threat. Something like that would have but been a that, better way. Hold on, let me get my my piece out there. Then you can, okay. you can run your fucking you soapbox. Right. You're right. Instead, to announce it on Facebook, Twitter, everything else, WWE.com, all those things, and say that he's been he's now been cleared. Leave that pop in that moment for Daniel to announce himself, and let the crowd take that moment and make the moment bigger. Because now you're saying this is one of the biggest moments ever. Let's take this initial news. Spark. One of the biggest news, not moments, news. Okay. We could have made this one of the biggest moments ever if Daniel in the ring, just like his retirement, was big, especially in your eyes as a super. But we knew, but we knew about it beforehand, before it all even happened. So now he gets the opportunity to announce it in the ring and say it in front of everybody as brand new news that wasn't quite leaked yet. They did. They could have held off. They could have gotten rid of every insider that was trying to break this in the backstage for a few hours and not let it get released. But they didn't. Here's the thing. Absolutely hate it. Here's the thing. I am so interested in seeing what the ratings were for the start of SmackDown because I guarantee that's the you grace. Absolutely. that the ratings for the start of SmackDown are the highest that they've ever been since SmackDown Live 
started. Okay. Because as soon as this news broke, first thing I thought was, should I get take? Should I see if I can find a last second ticket to SmackDown Live here in Dallas? Because this is in my in for me with Daniel Bryan being one of my top three superstars, number two behind Shawn Michaels. This, to me, this is such a big moment. I I I wanted to rush home so that way I didn't miss a second of it. Luckily, I, I taped SmackDown and Raw and New Japan, so it, it's always there for me whenever I want it. But I wanted to be there as it happened. Unfortunately, I got off late today, so I couldn't be there when it happened. But just fi- finding out beforehand made it must-see TV. And I sat there, and I had my daughter trying to talk to me. I had my wife trying to talk to me. And I would just look at them, and they knew. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, hey. Let's let's let Daniel Bryan be done. Then we could talk to Daddy. Um, but yeah, this was such a huge, monumental, breaking news that it, it went mainstream. It was on it all. Did every it was news all outlet. news outlet. As it should and, be. This is a great story. Yes, and the speech was great. I got emotional, especially when he started talking about Bree. You don't like how much he brought up Bree, but that was such a big. Moment for him. That I like was how the driving that, that part I like. I like how much it's real because it's exactly. a super real story. There's no just think if it was that. you and yep. you know Caitlin pushed you to you know get back to your dream and accomplish your dream. You would want to talk about it. Also, they better make T-shirts that say "Fight for Thank your you dream" for and your dream will fight for you. Whatever is Ooh, his exact such verbiage, a, was, yeah, something so like that, that right? So if you better, fight for your dreams, dreams will fight for you. Now this is this can be a continuation of his ultimate underdog story, right? Ultimate comeback story is what this can be. Yeah. But um, so you're telling me though that the TV ratings for one episode of SmackDown and the potential last minute ticket buys are better than the moment that could have been produced had he done it live on camera in a promo. That was bigger. Yes. Yes, because I don't think him. Listen, because I don't think because him just coming out and announcing it to you know a one point two, one point three, you know rating compared to now giving this big emotional speech to a three point two potentially. Okay. Yes, like I think that this is a huge moment. The crowd. You want to talk about a pop as soon as his music hit. The crowd was already chanting for yeah, him before his music hit. His music hit. Big pop. He gets into the ring. The crowd's chanting. He's like, you got your moment. I guess. I mean, a because look, okay, listen. Because if they if if he just announces it, you know, it no one the greatest knows. promo ever. If he just announces it in the ring, the crowd will almost be more stunned. Than anything else to really react right away. Okay. It'll be more of a delayed reaction. This way, the crowd, as soon as his music hits, it's boom. It's a big pop. Okay. Uh, we're gonna obviously we're gonna disagree on this, but either okay. way, this is a great moment. I am not gonna undersell yes. that whatsoever. This is a storyline now. The moment's passed. Now the storyline can develop into. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with this. Let's have a talk here about this. Yes, because this is. Let's talk real quick about SmackDown now. Mm-hmm. At the end of SmackDown. Obviously, in the beginning, he announced he did his little promo. He thanked Brie a bunch, and it was official. He kind of said, yep, I'm back. Um, I've been cleared. At the end they told me of I'm SmackDown, cleared. he says that uh, he brings out Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn has a conversation with them about attacking Shane, and they don't take it seriously, and he does. And he, as the still role that he plays as general manager, he fires right. them. And they, just as they did Shane last week, 
they beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. <laughs> and it's kind of proven yes. and showed here that he's taking every bump possible. He took Kevin Owens' power bomb on the apron. He took a Luva kicks. Yes. He took a super kick. So he's taking the bumps. Now let's... Initially... Unlike Roman Reigns, um, full pun intended, the handcuffs are off, yeah. I feel. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> no. The the reins are off, the handcuffs are That's off stupid. when it comes to Daniel Bryan. I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago, we said we said if Daniel Bryan ever comes back to wrestle, yeah. it'll be in a protected format. He'll be safe, he'll be in tag matches, he'll be a very inconsistent wrestler, he'll do part-time work. Now... Although you have, I think seen that's it. off the. I think that's off the plate. It's got to be off the table now, right? So is yes. he, like I said earlier, is he now a full time superstar on the live roster? Once they get rid of the, he's going to play out the general manager role, I think, in some capacity. But that's got to go away soon. And does he become Daniel Bryan top card dude again now? He had here. Here's the tricky part with Daniel Bryan. No matter what you do with him, if he's not in the main event. The crowd's not satisfied. They were satisfied so you at WrestleMania to, 31 when he won the Intercontinental title. Well, that was – but the thing with that at WrestleMania 31, the plan was for Daniel Bryan and John Cena to win those respective mid-card titles yep. and elevate them to a higher level. That so worked. we were satisfied with that because we knew that they were going to get lengthy runs with these mid-card titles that we love. No, listen to okay, me. Okay, listening. I'm listen ready to, to me. I'm ready. So we were – we were okay with that. I marked out for him winning the IC title because I, well, I already knew ahead of time what the kind of plan was, and I wanted to see him. I wanted to see the IC title become what it should be, what the Miz brought it to, was what Daniel Bryan was going to do, which is exactly what Cena did with the U.S. title. He did. Okay. Now, with that, you bring up part of my point. Last year's biggest rivalry okay. outside of Roman and Braun was Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Ooh, I'm so ready for that one. Now, let's let's play pretend for a second. Let's say okay. Daniel Bryan stays on the SmackDown roster, and they maybe move Miz to SmackDown, or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Let's play out the scenario, though, that Miz I think retains. Daniel Bryan goes to Raw just because <laughs> Vince... Okay. Imagine AJ it's, Styles and Daniel the Bryan The exposure there needs just, to happen. That makes sense. But um, let's pretend Miz retains at WrestleMania. Do you not okay. have to refuel that feud with him versus Miz for the IC title, that's not top card, Bubs. So are the fans not going to be? Yes, it that? is. Yes, it, it is. is. Now you tell of the Miz, right? you exactly. You tell me that the IC title is not the most important title okay. on Raw. So I wanted to make sure you weren't meaning top card, meaning no. universal no, 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 WWE no. title. I mean, I mean main event. I mean the you mean Miz the, versus Daniel Bryan. That's main event. That's main event all day, every day, Bubs. And the thing with the WWE is that. Main event now doesn't necessarily mean the major title. No, it can mean a woman's match. It, it can mean can. a great feud. Yeah. Which Sasha and Bailey could be nope, a main event not level. Nope. Not now. Nope. It could have been a number three match, like number three from the top match well, that at match WrestleMania. Been, that match would have been great. I could care less it, for the storyline, but the match itself would have been fucking great. Yes. But now we don't get that. But with Daniel Bryan, what what they need to the tiptoeing that I'm talking about is not thrusting him into the title picture, which is what a lot of people are going to want. But keeping him in relevant feuds, not taking him off TV, you know, giving him that exposure that the fans want because the fans want to see him wrestle. 
you know, you keep bringing him down. Okay, you can you can even revisit an authority angle where sure can. where they're trying to keep him down. It's like, look, you may be wrestling again, but we that doesn't mean we want you. Yeah. At the top, we don't trust you. We think you might get hurt. You might get hurt again. You're a little seasoned now. You're a little older than you were three yes. years ago, Daniel. Bob's uh, there's the, so the storylines are but, endless with this Daniel yes. Bryan thing. Look, let me tell you, yes. I, I want to know what your first yes. impression was yes. when I heard that he was cleared. And I'm in my head. I'm thinking that he's a full-time wrestler. The first yeah. thing I thought was Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. I didn't think about AJ Styles. I didn't think about Nakamura. I didn't think about even Dolph Ziggler. As much as I think that Nakamura match would be great. Yeah, he did. He, they fucking tweeted about it. But I thought about The Miz because one, the storyline is there, and if yes. you don't like what The Miz does, you're dumb. So, what was the first you thing should... that you thought is feud-wise or angle-wise him as a wrestler, Daniel Bryan? What What are you thinking? So unfortunately, two things I'm unfortunate about. I didn't think of The Miz and Daniel Bryan. I'm glad you brought that up because that you can go ahead and pencil that in. That is you can magic. That the day after WrestleMania. Exactly. You can have The Miz go on Raw this week yep. and start hinting at it, start saying, oh, it looks like you know Daniel Bryan's done wearing a helmet or something like that. Oh, that'd be great heel work. Right. But the first thing I thought, as excited as I am, first thing I thought was, man, I hope this is the right thing. Oh, that was my second thing. What if he gets man, hurt again? Man, I hope this is the right thing that what Daniel Bryan seriously doing. hurt? Last what? thing I want is, listen, let me yep, go. Yep, let yep, me yep. talk about this. Get it out there. <sighs> you know the one thing in wrestling that I'm very... I, I hold on to and I agree 1,000% with Vince on. You can already – just go ahead and tell me. You can tell me. You tell me. Chris Benoit. You know this because we've had arguments about this. Yeah. I haven't wanted to – you, you, you never to tell to me, about hey, you need to stop. I don't because it's the worst thing to have ever happened to wrestling. Ever. Outside of the podcast, so when Daniel Bryan conversations about, about Daniel Bryan being the next Benoit, not to the yes, negative effect scares, of all kinds of that, but you said no, you were scared about what it, could happen. It scares me to death that his issues are with his brain. Mm -hmm. That is what scares me the most. Now, Chris Benoit was around 41, 42 when that happened. And that was just years and years and years of abuse. Daniel Bryan now, on the indie scene where they're less protected for years and years and years and years. He he did, yes. And he he has a very reckless style. He does. He had a very reckless his style. We don't, know, reckless. we don't know kind of yes. We don't really know what his kind of new style will be if it'll be any different. But right. I imagine that it will be different personally by WWE saying, Hey, if we're going to clear you. This is what we need from you. I hope they do that. So, I do too. But that was the first thing I thought about was, God, I hope this is the right decision. And I pray so hard that nothing bad happens to Daniel Bryan. You'll never see Daniel Bryan, I think, do a diving uh, swan dive headbutt on somebody from the no. top rope. Ever again. I think that kind of has to come out. I think that he can still do all of his kicks. He can still do all of his quick movement in the ring. But yeah. I hope he's protected more moves. And he could do his 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 um, corner uh, corner drop kick. Yes. Well, it was more of like a corner 
He does it way better than what the Miz did. The Miz just looks awkward. <laughs> the Miz doing it. I copied it. it perfectly. What do you mean? <laughs> Miz kicks all that shit too. God, I can't wait for the it kicks. I can't wait for Miz to get hit with yes kicks because the, the crowd reaction will be absolutely I'm, phenomenal. I'm glad that they built that story because last year that storyline was so well developed yeah. that we were waiting for Daniel to get cleared to face. We the thought Miz. he was going to get cleared like and he a did, lot, and that's yeah. been at least fucking six, eight months at this point now, right? At least, oh. and, and now, they haven't done anything to like put water on that fire like, no, they just, the flames they are still going they cut it so it's it's burning somewhere so now when they decide whenever those two are in the same arena when they're in the same oh, ring it's gonna be, so good. Gonna yes. be so good because we are as admittedly as we like we said before we both love the miz way too much and the yes. fact that you love daniel bryan this much that's the feud i want to see for 2018 is him versus miz and i love the miz so much but i'd be so happy to see him get his face kicked off no it'd be because he's such a good heel. because he's such a good he'll be fine he's a good heel as much as i love the miz i get enjoyment out of seeing him get his shit kicked in uh so bub let's make some uh, little predictions here wrestlemania wise let's i mean we know what the match is going to be is it going to be a tag match or is it a triple threat match we know exactly what it's going to be. It's not going to be a triple threat match okay. because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are involved, in sync. Right? Yes. It's going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan. You can go ahead and pencil that in. That's a 100% guarantee. I'll mark it down. I'll make a bet. You can use Sharpie on. then. I'll use a pencil. You use a pencil. I'll use a Sharpie on like my boss's whiteboard. So is that that's that is a that's a good angle though. From the perspective it that it's it's a safe return match for Daniel Bryan because he's not going to have a match until WrestleMania, and the story's already there. it's a great story. And yes. one uh, the most important part, you're adding draw to your WrestleMania. Although it's drawing pretty well so far, I mentioned this to you earlier. The card itself is getting stacked. We talked yes. about last week how the storylines aren't developing really well, but the matches this is the matches epic. are what the fans want to see. It is. C- and could you imagine two years ago? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan in the same ring? No. That's going to be magic. Two years ago, I think they both did the ladder match for the IC title. Yeah, that's right, because I was there. Sorry. Yeah, yes, I you a, were. I had a flashback. So, no, yeah. no, you were not there. for That That was in California. That was WrestleMania 31. What did they do at 32? I could have swore it was a 32, ladder match. 32, Daniel Bryan wasn't there. No, Daniel Bryan he was not tired. there. Yeah. Kevin Owens lost his IC title to Zack Ryder. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we haven't seen those three in the ring no. together. So that'll be epic. That's why I brought up the potential of the triple threat. But we I don't we, even remember I don't even know if Daniel uh, Brian Danielson wrestled El Generico or Kevin Steen. I'm gonna have to go back I'm, and Yeah, there's gotta be some Kevin Steen moments in there. But um so that's great stuff. I think it's a good they're all the same age too. It's a good safe match for him to return. It's gonna be some good spots. Shane's a spot monkey. And great opponent. even though I talk I'm not a fan of Zane or Kevin Owens that much. They both can work. So they can. I will be okay and, and with this that match. Sammy Zane, you tell me that this Sami Zayn character is not working. This is the best Sami Zayn character that's been on yes. the WWE now. El Generico is completely different. I liked his indie work, Bubs. But, um, <laughs> the um, mask just killed me, Depends Bubs. on what I they want to do. This could be lead-off potential. I'm okay with that. Oh, that's a pop potential. Uh, uh, yes, okay, yes, it yeah. is. So we'll talk You're about right. that. I'm not, I won't make you commit to that, but that's okay. the angle, Bubs. Your boy... Daniel Bryan is back. I know you're excited. Now we can look forward to WrestleMania because he's going to be on the card 99%. It's it's an excited apprehension is what I have. Because I am so excited that he is finally 
you know, he gets to live his dream. Mm. And I'm so happy for him. But I just want to make sure that this is the right thing. And the last thing I want to ask you before we, we're going to change topics, we're going to talk about something else here for the rest of the show. Is it out of the predictability realm that Daniel Bryan main events another WrestleMania to win a WWE or a Universal title? Is that out of no. predictability? No, it's not. Okay, now if that match happens, tell me who you want it to be against. WWE Championship on the line. He's going in as the challenger. Who does he face? Man. Right? Think about that. Think about all the good work. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, people are going to hate that I'm about to say this. Yeah. John Cena. Ah, I love it. Yes. Why not John Cena? God. Why not? They're best friends. Oh, They're family. They're family. Like, that would be... And they, they work well together. Their in-ring chemistry is great. Their SummerSlam, SummerSlam. match was so good. Dan And Cena's not afraid to put Daniel over. He's nope. been putting Daniel over Daniel's since going over in that match. Call it yes. now. Or we'll, we'll Sharpie that in. Yeah. I like that, but um, I would be... I'd be remiss if I say I don't want to see him versus Styles or Nakamura just because I think it'd be fucking epic. But, True, um, but yeah, all of those guys are getting up there in age. Oh, yeah, so John, let's not play games here. That's true, so, but John's style he, lends yeah, itself he, to he age. Can work, he can work till he's 50, so that's a good prediction. He's, it's a lot like Hogan's style. Because um, we, we made we're a talk better. about uh, WrestleMania 35 being a year away, what the main event's going to mm-hmm. be. I said Rollins versus Styles, and now I'm thinking – God, Daniel Bryan's going to be in here Rollins somewhere. Rollins versus Bryan would be good. So, a heel Rollins can, versus yep. a face It Bryan. would have to be heel Rollins for sure. Uh, so that's in the future, bubs. I'm glad we get to talk about it again. You don't have to sulk over his injury no. anymore. We can talk positive I've stuff. I've gotten over it, but you now... You were a terrible person two years ago. You were I bad. was. I was not happy. You were not happy I was about in anything. A bad state. And you were even just the same when Edge had to do it. You were just the same... We were in Afghanistan when that happened. It took and you really deep, and I guess if it happened to my dude, I'd be the same way. So I can't. Honestly, it's happened to all of my dudes except for except for HBK. I got a legit. I got a legit run out of. Well, yeah. yeah okay. It so has happened first, in '98. You don't remember it that well. But, but. he have that emotional like goodbye because he yeah. was just so just in a bad a lot state. Of, a lot and, of drugs. Okay, that's one thing I want to bring up. Oh. You said you had uh, saw an article or someone wrote that oh. this is the best return right. in wrestling. So I read and, an article and there were yeah. at least three different tweets from a lot of people who I'm following on Twitter that say this return from DB rivals and a couple dudes were like this is going to be bigger than hbk's comeback now this is right up your alley you tell me this is because those are both one and two respectively yep hbk daniel bryan on any given day they can flip-flop followed by edge of three yep yes and edge isn't too far off but he is definitely he's a number definitely three um but Shawn michaels the difference is hit when he went away there was much more turmoil in his life and much more just you didn't know and you almost didn't want him to come back okay because physically he was in such bad shape emotionally he was in such bad shape he had so much just inner turmoil in his life with the drugs and alcohol and but his return is so much better because the redemption story is there. When Daniel Bryan, 
there's that emotional just ride that you went with him. He's he's fighting and fighting and fighting to get back to his dream. With Shawn Michaels, he's fighting and fighting and fighting to stay alive. It was just a okay. you didn't know you at any moment with Shawn Michaels when he first retired, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw in the tabloid, saw the news or Raw started with an in memory of Shawn Michaels, just because he was in such just bad shape. Not just physically, but but emotionally and psychologically. For okay. him to make the triumphant return that he did to become a better, even better, Much wrestler, better wrestler than he was in his first run when he was in his physical prime, Bubs, nothing will ever rival the comeback of Shawn Michaels. Okay. Now, a couple points that I want to add to that is that before their injuries, they mm-hmm. both had very good resumes at this point. Daniel Bryan. They're both four-time champions at yeah, this point. Daniel Bryan lost his world title at WrestleMania to Sheamus. He won yep. the WWE Championship in what you consider one of the greatest moments at WrestleMania 30, rightfully so. Well, he also won it at SummerSlam against he won Johnson. at SummerSlam and then subsequently lost it. But And Shawn Michaels had headlined, I think, three, Bret Hart, Diesel and Bret Austin. Hart, Diesel, Austin. And three WrestleManias, right? So as yes. far as three, what the resumes three look like, four. they look two pretty in a row good. And, they look yes. pretty good comparatively to each other. But I definitely think the story that Shawn Michaels on a personal level, he had a lot more issues. He didn't just have the, the physical issue that Daniel had. And Daniel had, of course, some psychological issues that stemmed from that. Michaels had all those issues at once, and they stemmed from an injury that was compounded by bad decisions in life and all kinds of shit, right? And he was already in a bad state psychologically right. and Prior to the before the injury running down his back. And then, yes, and then the injury just compounded everything. And, you know, I've read his book. I've watched his documentary more times than I can count. In fact, I'll probably watch it again this weekend. Throw it on there. But... Um, just Sean, nothing compares to the return, the redemption story of Shawn Michaels. He came back, he won the world heavyweight title in the elimination chamber. Great match. And, and he just reeled off another 10 amazing years. And he put on the two best in a lot of people's perspectives, two best WrestleMania matches against the undertaker. But I want to say this real quick. And he made He main evented two, two more WrestleManias afterward. He main evented with John Cena. Drew John Cena. Yep. And boy, did they put on a hell of a match. He, he drew uh, Ben Undertaker. Vaughn Triple H. Yeah, oh, so he may have entered three more right. uh, WrestleManias on his return. And those are all great moments. Now, I do want to say this. It's a little premature for you to say this because we haven't seen what Daniel's second half looks like yet. It doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter. Okay, so you'll never be convinced. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't think okay. that, that anything can compare to what Shawn Michaels did. But I'm excited to see what Daniel does. If he gets another title... Maybe another two titles gets a good spot on some on some major cards. That'd be great. Some good storylines. That's what I want. I want him. No, I'm not st- exactly, and I'm not saying that uh, Daniel Bryan's story is not great. It is a phenomenal story. I was emotional mm-hmm. during the speech. Um, it is a great story, but to compare it to probably the greatest redemption story yeah. of all time in wrestling, there's just no comparison. Okay. Spoken from a true HBK fan right there, though, but yes. love it. So, um, <laughs> HBK's always going to be my guy. He'll be the dude forever. We've yes. had enough Daniel Bryan talk, I think, Bubs. Now, you brought up an interesting topic earlier about uh, an ESPN article that, that came out, I think, today. It might have came out last yes. night. But um, 
dominant people. Is that right? Dominant wrestlers. Yes. Uh, so today I was uh, scrolling through uh, the internet, took a little break from work. I was like, oh, let me go see what's happening in the sports world. Uh, came across this article. It was the 20 most dominant athletes of the past 20 years. So not of all time, just of the last 20 years. Okay, so, so 98. Yeah, from 98 until now, you have the top three are Tiger Woods, LeBron James, and Peyton Manning. Which we can all agree that that's, is a solid top that's three. Not I, I have all. zero disagreements. Sure. There are some people in the top ten I think you could just <laughs> go ahead and shove on right. out of there. Yeah, after looking at their list, I think you and I would organize it a little differently as fans. But all those people deserve to be sure. on Sure, that, that's for sure. We'd just, we'd just separate a, a little bit based on our biases for sports we like. But, but um, I had the idea, like, hey, why, why not talk about that same topic but in the world of wrestling and not not creating our own 20-person list. But sure. as the last 20 years, who are the most dominant wrestlers of the last two decades? And by dominant, I mean people who yeah. you know, won the most matches, won the most titles, or just unbeatable in the ring, that kind of thing. And there's a lot that's happened from 1998 oh, until yeah. now. So. Um, I, this is definitely a topic I want to, you know, jump into here. Okay, so when I looked at this list, I pulled it up and we kind of ran through the, the 1 through 20. What I noticed is it's not necessarily in the case of ultimate success because when you think of the greatest NFL quarterback, a lot of people think of Tom Brady. I do not because yeah. I'm, that's, I have a bias, but Tom Brady's won the most he, Super Bowls, he, right? Rightfully so. Yes, but he's had, a, he's had better teams and better coaches. Okay. That, now, so, I agree with that. Now, I, I am on the side of Peyton Manning. He is my favorite quarterback of all time because of his of, time, uh, of stats, of his individual accomplishments. And as I looked at this, it's very much based on individual accomplishments. So it's about the person. And so less a degree to the actual success of the team. So Tiger Woods, easily the most dominant golfer of all time, hands down. LeBron James, same category for basketball. A different era than Michael Which Jordan. makes me wonder why Drew Brees is not on that list. You want to talk uh, about stats? He's, he's, he's well, going he, to he surpass Peyton Manning and all of those Right. When categories. they redo this list in five years, he has a rightful chance of uh, sneaking up there at least because he's going to yes. break the passing record and probably the touchdown record, I imagine. But um, Passing, touchdown, and yeah, he's not going to surpass wins record or no. – and he's probably not going to win another Super Bowl. So. But uh, so the size, I noticed that's the accomplishment because Manning, all kinds of MVPs, all the passing records at least. And now that Brady's, I mean Brady's catching up on all those because he has more time. But um, this is very individual, so it's easier for us to transition this to the wrestling world because yes. we don't keep track of how many wins a stable has or how many t uh, tag team wins necessarily, unless we're talking about tag team championships, for example, like the Dudley Boys. So this is uh, an interesting. But you can bring up, you can uh, throw a tag team. In there, I think. Sure. For dominance, absolutely. So when I think yeah. of dominance, I, I kind of agree with what you said. Like, who's been beating people's ass for 20 years? Who's yes. been hard to beat for 20 years? Who's Who's been continually at the top of a card? That's a dominant thing, I think. Who's Who has refused yeah. to fall back down because they're so good? And, and the first person that came to mind for me when I thought about this, and you'll probably agree, everyone will probably, probably agree, I'm going to go ahead and say Triple H. 
is the first person I thought of when I thought okay. of most dominant of the last 20 years because really his main event run started in 99, 2000. 99 it started. So 98 and then he, he had the SummerSlam with The Rock, I think. Yes. And that was for the IC title. Or unless that was 97. That might have been... Mm, nope, that was 98. it was 98. Yeah. I have to check on that. But either way, he was mid top mid-card by then and he was on the rise. Because Sean was gone by that point. Sean yep. wasn't there Sean when he was did gone the after the Rumble in 98. Um... But yeah, I mean, he had the reign of terror from 2003 until 2005, I believe, where he was just the world heavyweight champion, yep, and there was the nobody. Time. Yeah, there was nobody that was going to take that away from him. Just ask Booker T. Yeah, um, about Booker should have won that match. Oh God, he should have won. RVD probably could have won. RVD could have fucking won too. That's ah. fine. He okay. unmasked Kane and Katie Vick, and but yeah, mm. Triple H is the he won in that span. He won 14 world titles. Wrap your God. head around that. That's, yeah, There's right. only so one that's, person that has won more than him in that span of time. And that's only John Cena. Exactly, who can also be <laughs> So, yeah, so that wasn't my counter. I was just answering kind of the rebuttal. Okay, yeah, no, I understand. So, yeah, absolutely. That's... Triple H, since becoming – so since when SmackDown – remember when SmackDown kicked off as a show? It was The Rock and it was Triple H. Those are the yes, two Triple H was feuding with Vince McMahon and Stephanie. Right. It's because it was on Smackdown. It was the faction, basically, those two. And uh versus pretty much the world. So that was that was great TV, that early SmackDown run. And that was really I've gone back and watched it. It's so oh, I've, good. I've, I've watched most of ninety. When they kidnapped Test and put him in the back <laughs> of the truck of that car. Oh, he had so uh, much potential. But um that Triple H from that point on, from from SmackDown on, is what I remember him. When SmackDown became a thing, he just he bolted and he never he never came down. He never needed to come down. Even he still hasn't come down. His injury, no. Since and yeah, even now he's still doing top card shit, drawing Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. So and last he's main eventing WrestleMania still, whatever. But um, great pick, Bob. You Not were there. Who I would have let off with, yeah, awful match. Not who I would have let off with. But um, okay. I love the pick because he has stayed consistently dominant because of, mm -hmm. I think, his relationship. And honestly, he's just that fucking good. I'm not a lot to of, say that he And I'm not going to – and that's another documentary I've watched a few times is Thy Kingdom Come yep. of Triple H. And sure, some of it would might have to do with his relationship with Stephanie. However, before that relationship even happened, he had a strong working relationship with Vince. He did. Him and Sean were Vince's right hand men, and then when Sean left, it was just Triple H. And none Triple of H orchestrated helped orchestrate the the um, Survivor Series, the Montreal Screwjob. So Triple H, his relationship with Vince was always there, and he was always going to be a main event guy. Yeah, and everyone talks about how Triple H was kind of held back because he was supposed to win the King of the Ring, the one that Austin yeah. won, but because the curtain call happened, he didn't. Guess what? It didn't fucking matter. Triple no. H, the next It worked year, out so much better. Stone Cold winning in 96 was the best possible It was ideal. And it didn't matter. Triple H kind of went down the card a little bit, as you expect. Didn't matter. He started rising again because he's just simply that good. And he yes. got bigger physically. He got better. And he got, I mean, he got, he could cut a fucking promo. He became yes. a top guy. He is one of the top guys in wrestling. He'll never be a top five for me, probably, but he's... No, and I agree with you. He, he'll he never be on a Mount Rushmore yeah. of wrestling, but you cannot deny how dominant he was in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, mm -hmm. 
and just but, how good he is. But tell he me is this. an A guy. We we brought this up. I said this when I was re-watching a WrestleMania random one. I'm, I don't recall which one. Triple H as the leader of Evolution was one of the best heel characters of all time. Yes. We were watching Wrestle. We were both watching WrestleMania 20. It was 20. Okay, that's right. Because yes. he he wore, he wore white boots in the match. That's white right. Boots. I love it. And um, so him with the long-haired, clean-shaven, no beard look, with suits and everything looking good, with the whole evolution evolution gimmick. Loved it, by the way. He as a heel, he's in he's in the top five conversation right there. Because I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna take Vince. I'm gonna take Ric Flair. I'm gonna take Triple H. Oh yes, I agree. And maybe like Iron Sheik or someone. Sure. Even like the Sheik that. today is still fucking super yes. real. But um, <laughs> in that conversation, people. he's super real. So from even though he he held the world title for probably too long and too much, he, he was still the right kind of guy to hold it as a heel I the still, entire time. Aside from his comeback, which was a super pop when he came back from his quad injury. To me, what makes him such a great heel is that yes, he was champion for way too long. Like, God damn it, I watched every Monday night to see him get his comeuppance. Yep, never got Without it. fail, I never missed an episode of Raw because I wanted to see Triple H get beat. Jericho beat he him for the world title back in the he, day. Didn't count, though. Um, <laughs> but during that reign of terror, a lot of people talk bad about it, but I was I was sucked in. Yeah, I watched every single weekend. I had a buddy that he was a Triple H guy. And so he loved Triple H. So we would get in these heated arguments. And I watched every week without fail because Triple H was the champ and I wanted to see him lose. And it, when he lost... It's uh, a big deal, but he when really he lost. lost. I didn't watch as much. Okay. Because like when John Cena started to win, uh, when John Cena was on top, I didn't watch as much because I wasn't as invested okay. in John Cena's character as I was in Triple H's. Yeah. So from that from that perspective, I'll always think of him as a as a great heel. There's a couple times like we always bring up Booker T at WrestleMania. Booker should have won that match. Yes. That's a fair point. But outside of that, him as a heel, him as a leader of Evolution until it obviously dissolved. Um, it was great stuff. And I kind of don't think there was a substitute for that at the time. Like if we remove that and we replace it with something else, we wouldn't have what we have today. I so, don't think there was honestly the the roster was not as strong, especially on Raw. Yeah. That I don't think anyone really had the chops to beat Triple H believably. Right. Like Booker T, we all think Booker T should have won, but he wouldn't have carried it for very long. No, Booker was Triple the only H one who had credentials that could have won it because he was a yeah. multi-time WCW champion. Van Dam, it would have been a crowd pop thing yeah. for the fans and a one-time thing, but he couldn't have carried it long. Triple H was I a think long Kane standing. may have been the only person that could yeah, have okay. done it believably. So outside of that, very dominant dude, even to this day, like from 98 to 2018, he's still a dominant guy. So... um off of him, though, let me bring up somebody for you, Bubs. Let's, I thought you were going this I'm angle first, first off, like most dominant ever. Let's talk about wins from 98 till now. I'm bringing up The Undertaker. Who pins The Ooh. Undertaker outside of Brock Lesnar? Um, not many. Not people. many. Roman gets it. I get that. But you don't, you Edge, don't win clean over The Undertaker. But not at much. WrestleMania. No, not at WrestleMania. And you don't win clean uh, much over The Undertaker. No, you don't. I don't so, think Edge ever won clean 
on now, Undertaker. He he rarely ever came out of the main event scene. He never. I don't think he's ever won the IC title. That'll never be a thing. No, he hasn't won that. Extra. He has only won tag team or yep. the big. So big when gold. he's when he's not tagging, he's feuding with somebody who's significantly um, above. Not maybe not above him, but above everyone else. It's a main event feud that he's always in. And from ninety eight yeah, on, feud with the Undertaker, you are a big deal. Like that's you are. unless you're the big You've, boss. Man. You kind of made other it. So than boss that, man, yeah, that Hell in a Cell didn't getting, work out. You're getting hung. I love the that. boss man. It sucks that that's always going to be a mark against both of their careers, <laughs> honestly. But uh, so WrestleMania is wise. Um, ninety eight and ninety nine, two thousand. It started. To, he did, he wasn't at two thousand, but after that. He, he his feuds. So you're saying the streak alone so, is yeah, what most, makes mostly him. Mostly the streak is what I want to get. Okay. At. He dominated SmackDown as well. He was. Yes, he did. He was Universal Champion. He won the WC. Well, no, excuse me, the World Title. Oh, yeah, multiple I times. I don't know which time I was, which year I was in, right there. Texas Red, maybe back in the early nineties. <laughs> me, and Mark Calloway, me, going for me, the Mark WC. Callis hanging out. No, no, but um, so him versus Edge, right? Him versus. Anybody, he drew Hogan, Batista, of course. He drew Batista. Every Jeff he Hardy, he turned dumb. Jeff Hardy he fucking into... turned Jeff Hardy's career around in that ladder match. Um, I bring him up because I think the streak doesn't still get it doesn't get talked enough about for some reason. It's the greatest individual wrestling accomplishment of all time, regardless of when Cena wins number seventeen. The best individual accomplishment I will still say is the Undertaker WrestleMania streak. And I feel like the WrestleMania streak was created on accident. It was complete. Like they accident. did. They did not realize. Oh shit! Undertaker's never. Oh, <laughs> we've never booked him to lose. He's undefeated. He's eleven and zero. Let's roll with this. With this, because I think it started when he feuded with Orton. It was Orton's uh, match because Orton was the one who was supposed to break the streak. That's when it first came yes. up. He was the one that got real consideration to break it. And then after that, once the streak became a thing, like there was no, there was no breaking the streak. Nope. No one could believably like you name me one opponent that you thought, okay, this person could definitely break it. Maybe Triple H, maybe not at the time, not at the match they did. No, well, I'm talking time. about their, I'm talking about their two match oh, so streak, the back to backs. Yes, okay. Not talking about their first one. Their first one, no. Triple H was not going to win that one. Okay, the end of an um, era match, not the end of an era match. Maybe the one before that. And their hell, God, that Hell in a Cell match was so good. And then the super kick by Sean, yeah, oh, it was great. That's but, one of the better kickouts in wrestling history, right yes. there. So you bring up an interesting, interesting point. The only believable one at the time that I would have bought when it happened was Randy Orton's Legend Killer streak because he was the okay. Legend Killer gimmick at the time, and, and he, the streak wasn't a big deal at the time. Everything. So it, no, it wasn't. It was it was brought up. It was talked about. Like we were aware of it, but it wasn't like this thing, you know this. But he was like living off of it. It wasn't. It like, took a life of its own after that. Yeah, so that was the one I would have bought. But I'm kind of glad that Orton said no, I won't do it, and yeah. uh, it kind of continued Every, on. Everyone has pretty much said they won't do it. Kane, Kane Undertaker Kane wanted Kane to do it, and it Kane was just like, "Hell no, I ain't doing that." Yep, I have and too much respect for you. It couldn't have been Flair. It wouldn't have yeah. been Shawn Michaels because he he loses at WrestleMania. But Triple H would have been a legit one. Um, the storyline maybe for CM Punk applies. Oh, I wanna, okay. I no. want to bring that up. No? No. Hell no. People always think or always say that CM Punk should have beat Undertaker. No. He shouldn't have. That never should have even been a consideration. Okay. CM Punk gets way too much credit. He was he does. decent. I agree with that. He was decent in the ring. 
He was a great promo, but he was decent at best in the ring. None of his matches, other than his match with Daniel Bryan when they were both champions, drew me in at all. Don't another, lie. Money in the Bank against John Cena okay, is one of your favorites. I was just about to say that. Okay. Money in the Bank 2011 was great, but that was more for the story, not the match itself. Okay. Now, I agree with your match work talk. I am only talking storyline-wise. If Punk, because Paul Heyman had the urn, it kind of drew me back to a nostalgia. It kind of threw me back okay. in a way. And um, Punk's, Punk was on the rise still then. It would have been something I believed in. But if there was a chance for Undertaker to ever pass the torch, though though it never developed, Bray Wyatt would have been the plug. But Bray has been – I don't want to talk about Bray Wyatt. Never mind. I will go yeah. off on a fucking Well, let's tangent. go ahead and talk about Bray Wyatt because no – I can't. There was no – there was no way he was going to win that match. Right. Uh, no way Undertaker was going to lose two WrestleManias in a row. The story wasn't really there. All this talk about Bray being the second, you know, the new Undertaker is just a fallacy because Bray, one, is not booked properly to be the new Undertaker. Undertaker was booked properly from day one. Bray Wyatt has been a shit show from day one. So... Because of that, there was never any chance of Bray Wyatt ever even considered or believably ever being able to beat The Undertaker. Undertaker would be 68 years old and Bray would still lose to The Undertaker. Are you doing this right now just to, to poke yes. me and get me fucking pissed? 100%, but I'm mostly believing what I'm saying. Okay. I don't want to talk about it because we're, we're talking about dominant people. So, um, yeah, some people could have beaten The Undertaker. A couple of them right there. Outside of okay. that, um, I don't want to swing. I'll swing this to you if you have somebody to go off of. Right yeah, now, I, do. I gotta, Okay. And I, this is a pretty easy one to say. He is dominating now. He dominated from the day he, he started. He is a former, you know, national champion wrestler. He dominated in college. And that is the one Brock Lesnar. Hey, he now, beat you, the streak. He did beat the streak. Look at that. Great segue. Um, name me someone who's been more more dominant in the last 20 years than Brock Lesnar. He he nope. left the WWE, went and dominated in MMA for a bit, and then came back and dominated some more, other than his unfathomable losses to Triple H and John Cena on his return. Um, he's been an absolutely dominant force that no one can believably beat, maybe other than Braun and Roman. Okay, so Brock Lesnar is easily the most physically dominant wrestler, I think, ever, maybe in the product ever. I agree. And um, not many people Strong. can even come up close to that. And f since his debut, I think 2002, I think is what it was, he started th dominating people physically, and the F5 became a new move, and it was the shit, and Brock would well, he, over. He did this double powerbomb. The double powerbomb was a thing then, too, yes. on the lighter guys. But um, it wasn't like a year after that. He beat The Rock for the title the in SummerSlam. Summer? So, yeah. And since then, Brock has become the guy, and he, he can leave. He can show that he's a true athlete. He won in college, right? He won in high school, won in college, came to WWE, dominated, went to the UFC, dominated, then got his ass kicked. Came back to the WWE, <laughs> left, did some roids, but beat Mark Hunt, and came back. Yes. And um, he's still in Wait, quick question. When was WrestleMania 19? Was that 2003? Yes. Then he won the title in 2002 from, from the from Rock, Rock SummerSlam. Summer 
Okay. Yeah, like he's he's been a champion since 2002. Yep. Even when he didn't hold the title, he was chasing the title or he was in the main event. There was never a time where Brock Lesnar was going to be in the mid-card, ever. 19 was him versus Kurt. Yes. Yeah, so and, that happened and fast. There was never even a chance of him being in the tag team division. It was always nope. just him as a singular dominant mm-hmm. monstrosity. So I think as the... As the dominant point, we talk about dominant wrestlers. Yeah. Physically, it's kind of when you hear the word dominant, you're like, well, who dominated people the most? It's probably Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And even though I think I'd have to stretch back like another year and a half to make this apply, but Goldberg in a similar capacity during his streak he run. Can't be, he can be. He was working in 98, list. but he started a little before that on the streak. Um, dominant even in WWE, he didn't lose Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Nope. Never, he rarely lost. He, he lost he the lost Triple H with a sledgehammer to the Yeah. yeah. But since he beat Hugh Morris on his debut match, and then went, <laughs> I watched it live. Yeah, see, I throwback. That. He went. It was what was it? Was it one seventy two, one seventy one, and oh, one? God, it was like one seventy two, one seventy three, something stupid something, like something that. right up there. That is dominant. Like I know the Undertaker streak is significant, and I'll always say that. But although, where the hell they get all those numbers? Like where are the where are those live? No, 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 shows? no. Those <laughs> numbers were uh, are those inflated? It was it was bad. Like one week he would be two and zero, and then the next week yeah, he was twenty five and zero. I was like, whoa! How many house shows do these? So guys many do? house shows. But um, <laughs> is he wrestling four matches a night? But they were very different. Brock would put on a little longer matches, but Goldberg was known as the guy with spear followed by jackhammer, and that was Brock really had weird. the credentials. Brock yeah. could put on a match because he had the experience, the amateur he could, experience. He could wrestle. And guys like Kurt Angle kind of took him under their wing to really show them the ropes. Yeah. And the only thing that kept Brock from being a 16-time world champion is he just got tired of the wrestling lifestyle. Yeah, definitely, definitely himself. That's the only reason. Or otherwise, we'd be talking about him and Orton in the same conversation for a number of reigns. Yeah. Um, but guys like Goldberg on the on the opposite of that, he got worked by William Regal in a ring match, Ooh. and Regal put him to work. As far and as Regal got, fired, Regal got fired because of that, Lord so, um, Steven Regal. So that's a that's a different perspective. Goldberg was just a physical dominant person with a huge spear, former football player, huge, great physique, yes. with a with a, a limited move set, and he never really became a great technical wrestler whatsoever. Yeah. Brock, on the other hand, could work some technical shit, but he was so big and so dominant that he never really had to. So no. when you see Brock versus Kurt. When you see Brock versus Eddie, those matches are very technically sound and they're very good. But yet Brock even, can pull off the powerhouse stuff as well. Exactly. Even now, you could put Brock in the ring with someone who is very good, like AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. If you put someone in the ring that Brock can be motivated with, it can be a great match. His match with AJ Styles had match of the year written all over sure it. Sure did. We want to see that again. Yes, we do. Put him in the ring. His triple threat match at the Royal Rumble 2015 with Seth Rollins and John Cena That's a top was, right there. was one of the best triple threat matches you'll see. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Like If you put him in the ring with the right people, and which, which goes to show he's not like a top talent. A no. top talent like AJ Styles, you put anyone in the ring with AJ Styles, he'll put on a good match. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, though, is one of those, like Kevin Nash, you put him in the ring with the right person. You get gold. Yeah. You do. Because Kevin Nash, you put him in a ring with you know an average worker, it's not going to be a good match. But you put him in the ring with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, you're getting a great match out of him. Yeah. 
So we saw that when Brock faced Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32. Uh, Atrocious yeah. match. Average, although it, it was also average wrestler, average wrestler versus a guy who needs a better wrestler. And yes. two contrasting styles like that don't mix versus him versus AJ. Those contrasts are absolutely ideal. So either Even way. Even put with a good wrestler, Dean Ambrose still puts on a bad match. Yeah, like he put on we bad matches with Let's Chris Jericho. We are not fans of him. He did not put on a good. How do you not put on a great match with AJ Styles? I don't know how that honestly, honestly happens. So maybe it's a question to AJ too. Let's be honest, but no, uh, we that's we do all not like. Deep. I am not excited for the return of AJ or <laughs> the AJ. Oh, 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 you so, shut your you mouth. said his name at the wrong time. <laughs> Dean Ambrose. But uh, something we failed to mention earlier. Not only did um, your boy. Daniel Bryan returned tonight, but uh, Big Cass was cleared by medical. He WWE. was cleared. Boy, I feel bad for Big Cass. Because Me too. He got shafted on the news cycle. <laughs> um, he is not. I like Big Cass. Me too. He, I think he's got a good future. We both agreed. Yes. I think we. He's a better said, version of Pest. We said randomly, um, like half a year ago, we're like, in three years, watch, don't worry, Cass is going to headline WrestleMania. That's not a fucking joke. No, like he could he, easily do that. I feel he's bad good he on the Carmella mic too. And oh god, what do you mean he lost Carmella? They're not together anymore. What? They haven't been Since together when? for months. Oh, I got to. Sh- oh god, you you haven't oh, been god. aware of the world. I am so they out. Are, they are very separated now. What? Oh god, I'll, I'll Is it send you because of Ellsworth, <laughs> James, any man with <laughs> any man with That's two gonna be fists can get with WrestleMania. Is James Ellsworth? Oh my god! The crowd was that be? Ron can carry Ellsworth to WWE gold. I hope he does. Book it, Vince. No, it's got to be Elias. Yeah, it be it Elias. can't be Big Show. I think it's Big Show still, but it's I'm not, not it can't Elias. Be. The disappointment would be huge. Uh-huh. Okay, Bubs. So kind of the last thing I want to uh, get into tonight is the latest announcement and potentially the last announcement. This guy might be the headline. For the Hall of Fame this year, although I think there still might be one more person added, but Mark Henry is the newest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame, the Hall of Pain. Yeah. Bubs. So he's not headlining because Goldberg's headlining. Goldberg's been headlining for months, so you can't say that. But um, Mark Henry, we have talked about more of Hall of Famers the last two days about Mark Henry's induction than we have about anybody's. And even the Dudley Boys. And we like the Dudley Boys. I know. I like the Dudley Boys more than I like Mark Henry. The reason that, yeah, me too. But the reason we bring up Mark Henry is because I said to you, Mark Henry's speech, his acceptance speech at the Hall of Fame, will be one of the best ever for a Hall of Fame induction. What do you say, Bubs? I don't know if best ever, but... The guy is way more eloquent than he's given credit. Absolutely. I've listened to a lot of his interviews. He's such a great person, such a great personality yeah. that I'm very happy for him. I'm very excited for him to be inducted. And, yeah, I think the speech is going to be great. And you brought up a great point earlier that, God, I hope he wears the same suit he wore when he gave his fake retirement, the creation of the Hall of Pain. When he he got John Cena bad, that was he got me bad, Bubs. I was like, oh. that is one of the better segments that really gets talked about is Mark Henry's fake retirement ceremony the hall, and the start of the hall. And of pain. The, the Hall of Pain was built that night, and though he deserved it, I think he was given it to given the reign of world champion because of his 
tenure in W. But it was WWE. a good run. I it think. was not a bad run whatsoever. So, I was totally into it, and it led to Daniel Bryan's first championship. Right. Now we talk about him. He should be the last. We're I mean we're getting very close to we're three weeks out now from WrestleMania. Who else is added? Goldberg is in there. He's the headliner. We got the Dudley Boys. Ivory's going to be the woman character that's inducted. My the woman ma- character? Why do you have to say it like that? I don't know. I feel like they randomly throw in one a year. They can do more than one. But um, Ivory, my man Jeff Jarrett, we'll talk about that more when we talk about the actual uh, Hall of Fame episode. The Stroke himself. Uh, the Warrior, The Warrior Award winner, Jerry S. Robinson. Hillbilly Jim. Kid Rock is going to be your celebrity. And then Mark Henry was announced earlier today. How... How much did the needle move when uh, old Kid Rock? <laughs> I like Kid Rock's music. I have since ninety eight. Could this be? And this is why I think Tell Biker Taker. Yes, Biker Taker, Bubs. Yes. <laughs> this only makes sense. Because yes, it's perfect. Kid Rock will perform live at WrestleMania thirty four, and he does. Will... Undertaker induct him. Oh, see, I don't know about that. That could be aggressive. Yeah. We haven't, we've never seen the Undertaker break uh, kayfabe to be on Ooh, stage like that, so that doesn't make sense. Doug Kid Rock, then I don't know. It'd have to be because it would make sense if it was Undertaker. It should only be the Undertaker, but I mean, it right? could be anybody from another celebrity who's already in or something like that, or a friend. But um, this is the point. Kid Rock can play the American Badass theme live as the Undertaker rolls to the ring on his bike. As the American badass gimmick against all this John Cena, stuff that Cena is saying, and respect was sense. the big part of the gimmick. Oh, I'm, I hate I hated Kane coming out though, Bubs. That was you did. There should have been no answer. Kane should have never have come out, and John Cena should have just walked out, disappointed. I don't know. Called him a. He should have ended the segment with, I guess Undertaker's the bitch that I always thought he was. Drop the mic and walk out. We are hoping so badly that it's the biker gimmick. Because honestly, at this point, that's how it works. I wouldn't mark as much if it was just The Undertaker. Because I honestly consider him retired now. I'm giving Roman that much credit. I want to see. If the gong hits, I'm going, okay. Nope, I want the gong to hit. Remember I told you. I don't want the gong. I want I want the motorcycle to I want a motorcycle no. to rev up, Bubs. That's what I want. They have to tease the gong first for about ten seconds, then it goes silent. Then you might just hear, keep rolling, rolling. Then you hear the either the the bike rev or you hear the little girls from his Judgment Day reappearance in two thousand oh. say, "He's here." He's here. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's on. So I will lose my shit if that happens. And it'd be a good uh, match. I think it'd be a yes. good ending. Let The Undertaker leave that way. That should be his last match. But uh, God knows what we'll be talking about next year. Maybe I'm he's excited. facing Goldberg next year. We have no idea. Who knows? But, God, we don't know. No one really knows. But we want to hear what you guys think about really everything that's going on in the wrestling world right now. There's so much news happening. And the only way to get... Live updated news is I, I'm just I may be biased, but if you go to collar and elbow wrestling on Facebook or at CAE wrestling on Twitter, you're going to get all the latest updates on the wrestling world news yeah, out the wazoo bubs. We want to know though, we want to know what you think is going to happen at WrestleMania. Do you think Biker Taker is coming back? Do you think it's just going to be good old Dead Man Taker? Let us know. At those aforementioned sites, at CAE Wrestling on Twitter, at Collar and Elbow Wrestling on Facebook. 
Go ahead, let us know what more topics you want us to talk about on the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania is just a few weeks away. We're on the We're road. excited. We know you're excited. Tell us how excited you are and tell us what you want to hear us talk about. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. We are always ready for a good download. Guys, we love talking wrestling. We love being with the fans. We, all of this is why all the things that have been happening, the Daniel Bryan thing, this is why we love wrestling. And together with all of you, we can make wrestling great again. See you guys next time.